0: I want to talk about, the title of my message is The Divine Nature of Love. I want to talk about the love of God. Because God loves you. And God is love. And he loves you beyond your capacity to understand it. And he wants you to experience his love. His divine love. And when you experience this divine love through the spirit of love, you won't be able to describe it adequately. It's beyond comprehension. So many things that happen in life are God, our representation, are symbolic, of the movement of God in our lives, drawing us to himself. You know, from my own experience of stage four cancer on the brink of heaven, (laughs) nervous breakdown from a divorce, from my own experience, I can say that even if it comes from the pit of hell, God will use it to bring us into his love. You know, the things that you experience, may they get your attention that God loves you. I know some of you, you think that's crazy. But some of you, you know, you're headed in the wrong direction. And God allows things to happen to get your attention that you'll come back to him. The prodigal son headed out in the wrong direction and God allowed a famine and for him to eat pig's food. Remember, he was a Jew. He was a Jew and to eat pig's food was the low of the lowest. God allowed it to happen that he might turn around and come back and experience the Father's love. Many things that happen in our life are God calling you back to Himself because He loves you. So nothing that happens to us is in vain. The love of God. And you know, Nothing can separate us from the love of God. No matter what difficulty, problem you've had in life, nothing can separate you. Why? Because the love of God is not located on earth. So the things that happen to you on earth are part of a natural world. But his love is in heaven. So nothing can separate us. The things that happen on earth cannot change who he is and what he thinks about you. His attitude of love towards you. Praise God. You can experience God's love. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can experience God's love. Some of you have given up on the idea that God loves you and you'll ever experience it. That's a demonic thought, a stronghold of the mind. You know, when someone is afflicted with a demon, the first thing he'll try to do is cut you off from the experience of God's love. And then he'll tell you that God doesn't love you and he's forsaken you and you are going to hell. And that's what, what demons do. You just need deliverance. But no principality, no power on earth can separate you from the love of God. He's promised us in Romans 5.5 that you can experience, you can, in your heart, you can be baptised in the love of Jesus Christ. And it says, But hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, Whom he has given to us. It's a divine love. Romans 8:35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress anyone gone through distress? Come on, be honest. Anyone gone through distress in their life? 80% of the people. The others, well, they need to be honest. Or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You are more than a conqueror when the devil is having a heyday in your life. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. And we are more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. You can't stop him loving you. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, anything in this world shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Turn to your neighbour and say, God loves you. It is a divine love, a love that passes all knowledge. You know, you can have the love of God as a doctrine, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. You can believe that as a doctrine. But if you experience his love, you'll never be the same again. Paul says... Paul talks about his prayer for the Ephesians. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So we we are the church in heaven and on earth. We're named after him, Christians. In heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. So when you see people being delivered and healed, that's just a little speck of the riches of his glory, that you might be, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in what? In love. Wow. You know, the testimony of Warren that you saw really impacted me, that he experienced the love of God. God will heal you to show you how much he loves you and not only in your body that you'll feel it, but he wants to fill your heart with the love of God. God will use anything to save your soul, sanctify your soul, adopt your soul so that you're a child of a loving Heavenly Father. He'll use anything. Hallelujah. He loves you so much. So may we as Christians be rooted and grounded in the love of God. May you not be a Christian in name only. A true Christian is one who has the love of God abiding in their heart. That love will cause you to love him. And to love others so that it becomes like the hub of the wheel of your life. So everything rotates around the love of Christ. We are here because of the love of Christ for you. Praise God. Because God's love has compelled us to come to New Zealand to share his love. That you can be saved, healed, delivered and know the Heavenly Father in a special way. That you may be rooted and grounded in love. You may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. That you may be filled with the fullness of of God, Come on. You need to go beyond the mental understanding of God's love to a heart understanding of his unspeakable, indescribable fullness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you, if you're just a Christian in name, you've missed it. You're lost. Jesus Christ must dwell in your heart by faith. You need to be baptised in his love. Praise God. You need to be overwhelmed with the love of God. It'll change your life. Whatever way God does it, pour out his Holy Spirit on you, baptise you in fire, heal you, you know, whatever it is. But you need to know the love of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. God is love, and the spirit of Jesus is the spirit of love. He loves you, you know. When the Holy Spirit comes, he wants to manifest the love of God in your life. You know, the devil always wants to make you feel like you're a reject, God doesn't love you. That's why he hasn't healed you of arthritis. God doesn't love you. You're depressed. God doesn't love you. You're a reject. You're hopeless. You're useless. Nothing will ever. That's all the devil wants to tell you, you know. Speak all this rubbish into your mind. When you're going through problems, the Bible says in the book of Psalms to meditate on the word of God. Just believe it. No matter what you're going through, he loves you. Turn to your neighbor and say, no matter what you're going through, just believe it. God loves you. You know, what the Holy Spirit produces in our life is love. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. That's his fruit. That's what he produces. And I can tell you, I've got two degrees in theology. I've got two or three diplomas. I don't know. But it's it's no good before God if you don't have the fruit of love. If you can't forgive someone and love them and keep loving them, love your enemies, what good are you? What good is all your knowledge? We were in Adelaide um, and a lady received a prophecy. Now this lady had blocked her mother and all her family on her phone. She was seriously resentful and didn't want anything to do with any of them. She received a prophecy. You, and little did I know who the you was, this resentful person, you shall be healing balm to your family. You know what? She left that meeting. She unblocked all the family members, her mum. She called up her mum and said, Mom, forgive me. I'm sorry. You know what? Family members began to receive Christ as their Savior. One of them got baptized. People are walking with Jesus because of the love of God. And she came back to testify. You know? Praise God. You know, Jesus Christ died on the cross that you might be filled with the love of the Father. He died on the cross that the sin in our lives that separates us from God can be washed clean. We, undeserving sinners, can be filled by his grace with the love of God and that we can be ambassadors of love, bringing other people to Christ, forgiving Walking in the love of God. You know the person you're resentful towards? Just forgive them. Think about who you are in the presence of a righteous God. What right do you have to hold resentment? You're a stinking sinner yourself. (laughs) Amen? And God had grace upon you to forgive you. You also ought to forgive others. Is that right? Tell your neighbour he's right, you know. Just forgive. <laughs> Without love, we're just carnal Christians going through the motions of going to church and so on. Just carnal Christians. 1 Corinthians 13.1 Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. You know, you can talk about Jesus all you want, but if you don't show love, no one wants to listen to you. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. The Christian is nothing without the love of God in Christ Jesus manifest in their life. Life is all about showing love. Before the foundation of the world, God had ordained and destined good works for you to walk in. Works of love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, healing is a work of love. Prophecy is a work of love. Deliverance is a work of love. For me, the greatest reward of this ministry is seeing someone delivered, is seeing someone healed, is seeing an autistic child in his right mind, is seeing a blind person being able to see. You know, it's seeing the love of God manifest in people's lives. There's no one like Jesus Christ. He's filled with the love of God. He is love. He is a reflection of the love of God. Amen. 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 Luke 11:42. Jesus was talking to those who thought that they were pretty good spiritually, "Woe to you Pharisees, for you have for you tithe, mint and rue and all manner of herbs. So they had their herb garden and 10 percent of the leaves. They tithed. But you pass by justice and the love of God. You know, God's not interested in your Christian titles. Whether you're a minister, a pastor, an elder, whether you're on the board, whatever, he's not interested in all that. He's not impressed by that. He's God on the throne. Amen? Well, what's your position like compared to him? What he's interested in is, did you show love to the disadvantage Did you show love to the needy and poor? Are you a vessel of his love? Amen. You know, if you are a person of love, of Christ's love, it shows that you are born from heaven. 1 John 4, 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Do you know God? Turn to your neighbor and say, do you know God? (laughs) He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Look, you're not a real Christian if you're walking in unforgiveness. You don't know God because God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. You know, you received Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now you have to live through him, and he is love. Amen. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, if God sent his son to shed his blood. Died in agony on the cross, took our infirmities, our sickness, took our curses, took our sin, took our punishment. If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Turn to your neighbor and say, just get over it and love them. How would you like Jesus standing before you, looking at you with his eyes that see everything? This is what he said to the religious But I know you, looking straight into their hearts, that you do not have the love of God in you. Turn to your neighbor and say, Do you have God's love? That's what he's looking for. Jesus is amazing, you know. Turn to your neighbour and say, you have have no secrets with Jesus. I was in a meeting in South Africa and uh, I was sitting at the back just enjoying, just wanted to enjoy the meeting. It wasn't my meeting. And uh, the first thing that happened was a demonised lady comes stumping down down the back and confronts me and I'm like, this is not my meeting, you're not supposed to do this. <laughs> and this demonized woman says, says to me, what would she say? I'm not interested in anyone else in the room but you. <laughs> I'm like, this is my day off, lady. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so uh, uh, so it was a crazy meeting. So suddenly the person in charge of the meeting fell over and was manifesting demons. And then they ran up and said to me, can you take over the meeting? So there goes my day off. (laughs) So I walked up to a young couple. I said, what do you want? And they said, we want to be delivered of demons. And I said, well, are you in fornication together? And they look at each other and the guy who was really tormented said, yes. I said, well, that's how you got demonized. And now you want to be delivered? You need to separate from one another. I said to him, are you willing to do that? Yes, no problem. I'll separate from her. She says, no way. (laughs) God knows all about you. And when you come to him and you say, I've got this problem and that problem, I've got demonic problems, I've got sickness and so on, he'll look at you with eyes of love. And he'll say, well, your problem's fornication. That's where you got the demon from. Your problems, unforgiveness, resentment, hatred, bitterness, that's where your arthritis came from. You know, do you want to hold on to these things? It's called sin. Jesus looks at you with love. Do you want to be free? You need to repent. Jesus came preaching, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The way to receive the kingdom of heaven, the love of God, is through repentance. And God's love is holy. And Sarah's going to come and tell us about how God's love is holy. You ready? It's good to have young people, huh? Give her a clap.
1: Forgot this was going to happen. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. Um, We were just chatting today about what uh, Dad was going to preach about um, tonight and... You know, I was talking about, you know, that, that phrase we, we've been hearing for the last, I don't know, decade or so, love is love. And you know, the, the group I'm talking about. Um, and you know, it's a bunch of baloney <laughs> because God is love. And God determines what love looks like because it's Him. It's not the world who gets to say, this is what love is, and these are the conditions of love, and this is, this is how we treat one another. I mean, if, if the world determines that, there's no standard, is there? Because one man can say, this is what love looks like, and another person can say, well, this is what love looks like. And what do we have? A chaotic mess of a lot of people hurting one another because we all have different ideas of what the best thing to do is. God is the standard for love. God decides what love looks like. The way that we treat each other in our relationships, where do we get that? The Word of God. It's an eternal standard that never changes, that society cannot um, manipulate for its own demonic agendas and purposes. It's not something that we can manipulate for our own fleshly purposes to get what we like in a relationship or in family or in our workplace or whatever it is. God's love is the standard. It's the plumb line that we look to and it never ever changes for anyone. And it, is, it doesn't have to change because it's perfect. It lacks nothing. It is totally whole. Totally perfect. And he's already demonstrated that love through his son Jesus. And we need only to look at the son to see what love looks like. If you're wondering how to parent your difficult children, look to Jesus. Look to the Father. How does he do it? If you're wondering how to have a relationship with your spouse, Look to Jesus. The Bible says, Husbands, love your wives as Jesus loved the church. He's made an example for us all, and it's a perfect one. Let's just keep it simple. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah.
0: She was speaking in tongues, I think, when she was two years old. Is that right?
1: Three. Three.
0: In her nappies on the floor (laughs) under the power of God. Dad, what's going on? (laughs) Praise God. I give thanks to the Lord. Isn't he good? You know, God wants you to know his love. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. The only thing that can separate you from the love of God is your sin. Sin. You need to repent to receive the love of God in Christ Jesus in your heart. Jesus Christ died on the cross because he loves you. You need to receive Jesus Christ. Repent and turn to him. If you're here for healing or deliverance... Don't just come to get a physical healing, to be free of a demon. Come into his love. Surrender to Jesus today. Make him your Lord and Saviour. You know, there's, you, you can go to hell with your arthritis gone. You can go to heaven with Jesus You know what I'm saying? That surrender to Jesus is the most important thing. Come to him. So if you've got a heart that's distant from God, unforgiveness, resentment, if you've got a heart that's bent on doing its own thing, just living life, career, work, family, but really not interested in God, why don't you come and make Jesus Christ your Saviour and Lord and put him first and see what he will do with your life. So I invite you tonight to the love of God, to surrender to Jesus as your Saviour and Lord. That's the power of God in the room. So if that's you, I'm not going to ask you to come to the front, but you can just put up your hand to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to surrender my life to you. I want your love. I want to come back to you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Thank you, Thank you Jesus. Just leave your hands up. I want you to pray this prayer Heavenly Father, I come to you. Undeserving as I am, I need your love. I'm a sinner. I repent. I come to Christ just as I am. It's grace I need. It's grace I receive. By his grace, I'm forgiven. I'm loved. Jesus is my Savior. I'm cleansed, I'm justified, I'm no longer condemned, I'm a citizen of the light. Heaven is my home, I know where I'm going. Father, fill me with the love of God in Christ Jesus right now. Fill me, Father, with the love of God. That's his power going forth, power going forth, power going forth. Love of God, love of God, love of God. Yes, Lord, thank you. Love of God filling people's hearts. I see the Holy Spirit filling people's hearts right now with the love of God, washing you, washing you, washing you, resentment, unforgiveness, going in Jesus' name. There's this supernatural, divine love of God filling people's hearts right now. Some of you feel a warmth going through you. It's the love of Jesus Christ right now. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Isn't the Lord good? (laughs) Praise God. Praise God.